search. Each man different, living his own way, searching, discovering numero uno. Welcome, League of Legends enthusiasts, to episode number 76 of the BBC Broken by Concepts podcast extraordinaire pre-season League of Legends. It's pre-season, season 12. It's November of 2021. It's the time of year for Thanksgiving. <laughs> it is Thanksgiving in America soon, isn't it? That's a big deal over Really? There. I don't know anything about you Thanksgiving. Know, we don't know anything about uh, that, is it? Disconnected from the American... All right, Curtis. So what we're going to do this episode is we're going to start talking about our initial thoughts for the preseason. Yep. We had some people in the comments. I saw people were saying they want to know how to use the preseason. Okay. Um. So how many games have you played so far, Curtis? Give me an exact number. I, want the exact I don't know number. exact number, but I would say roughly, maybe roughly 25. Jeez, Louise. All right. And are you playing the same champs or old champs? I play a bit of everything, man. Spicing it up. Just trying to get a feel for the items, really. Okay. So, uh, how about you? Let's go over the. So, I've I've probably played. You said twenty. I thought I played way more than that. Probably is about twenty twenty five games. It's only been a week. It's been less than a week. So there's no possible, right? Not that much. Okay. You can't <laughs> really know. get that many games in. So I probably played around twenty games as well. Um. All right. So, the first thing, the biggest change. I mean, no, not the biggest. All right. So the first thing. Uh, let's talk about the dragons. Uh, okay, we'll start with the dragons. Let's okay. go to like the neutral objectives and let's talk about. Okay, let, let's 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 be careful here. So I don't want this to be. I don't want to just go through all the changes. Okay. I want to. I want to come at this at an angle of what is Riot's intention. Um, I just want to cover the like the really important information to know for mm. people. Like yeah. I don't want to get into numbers yeah. and all that crap. Like yeah. very important things. Um, and then maybe like we can talk about holistically the direction they're moving in. Okay. Okay. So, so we got to talk about dragons, right? So my first question is. Did you want new dragons in the game, Curtis? Do you think it's necessary? And what do you think of the new dragons? Hextech and the chem tank, chem punk. Oh, I like it. I like you it. You think man. it gives more spice to the game? Yeah, spice it up. Why not? I think it's it's a very safe way to add change into a game. I think you think it's just adding a new dragon. Yeah, I mean it's I mean a dragon, an a dragon, and yeah, a little bit more variability. The camouflage is kind of cool. Um, you know, it adds just another dimension. I don't mind it. And the portals, like, to be honest, in the games that I've played anyway, eh. It doesn't really do anything, does no, it? No, I mean, it's not like a game changer. I mean, at least in my game so far. Um, so people, I've seen people like zip out in weird situations. Yeah. Like, like zip out, dude. Because the cast time on it to go through and it. Yeah, the cast time. It's really short, but like then it's go, long. Go a different direction. I like that. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, look, I think that stuff, it's 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 more, it's like noise to me, you know? Yeah, the dragons noise. are just I noise, agree, you know? Agree. It's not yeah. really that important. Yeah. A dragon's a dragon. You're always going to want to, either you want to get dragons or you don't want to get dragons. Yeah. Um, in terms of like the actual soul, both of them are pretty, pretty impactful. I mean, the, the, the scion, it's like the scion passive, oh, that, right? Curtis, I think, I think impactful's an understatement. That's, that's out of control, I think. Right. I feel like I'm versing an elder dragon. Right. Okay. I actually have not versed the soul of the... Kempunk. No, I've done the... It's not Chem... I think it's Chem... Chem Punk? Chem Tank, isn't it? <laughs> That's an item courtesy movie. Chem Tech and Hextech, isn't it? Chem Tech and Hextech? Maybe so, Chem Punk. So the ke- chemical one is like a chemicals, a chemical, chemicals and yeah. shit, like flying around. That's the that's the Cyanot one. Yeah. And then there's the Hextech, Hexgate. I've never got the soul for that. Yeah, I've never got the soul for yeah, that I haven't either. got the soul either for that either. The games have ended before <laughs> Yeah. got to that point. I think what it is, it's like a sh- static shiv. It, it reminds me of the, the Volibear... Lord. Remember old Volibear Alt? 
It was like chain. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like you auto attack yeah. someone like the chain goes through. It's like a static shift slash volley ult. So yeah. I mean, at the end of that, can't be bad, right? It's just damage, and it gives you ability, haste, and attack speed, doesn't it? The stacking it. One thing I do like is they adjusted the cloud drake. It has uh, the movement speed, flat movement speed. That's now great. And stuff. I think out it's of combat, better. it's yeah. what it used to be. They reverted. Yeah, it. they reverted for some reason. I like that. I think I think it made way more sense. Uh, that feels a lot better. Yep. I'm, I'm a big fan of like, that. Like, you know what you're going to get. Yeah. I like that. Um, but yeah, larger noise. About um, uh, Scuttles. That's a big one on my oh, end. People ask about Scuttles. Okay, How so the hell does Scuttles change? Yeah, so that was a shock, man. That's like a... You know? Okay. So the reason why it's a shock is... So what do they do specifically? So they specifically... for Just for the first crab spawn, they reduce the... It's very easy to kill now. It's super easy. like seven... Literally... A smite and like three auto attacks, it's dead. Okay. Right? So, bam. Really quick. Super quick. Um, and it gives less experience, which this is the key one. Yep. So, you used to be able to do five camps, which is a very standard clear for a lot of junglers. So, well, give me give me an example of a camp. So, that's like... Uh, red. Let's say I'm playing Graves. Yep. Red, Raptors, Wolves, Blue, Gromp. Yep. Top Crab. Yep. Or bot crab. Stock standard. Um, and you don't get level four from that anymore. Right, so that, people that's big. People are stressing. Okay, that's actually really big. Um, because wait, so lot... how do you get level four though? So there's two. Yeah, so you would have to go into a lane or something and get some experience or a gang. You have to hover. What happens if you do? Will it change if you do Krugs? No, nothing changes. Five camps. Five, five camps. Five yeah. camps. Um, okay. So, but then does that mean people can do a full clear six camps? I think we're going. We might be going back to that matter. Full clear because at the end of the day. Full clears. I mean, Scuttle's not that important anymore, right? No. I mean, it's not getting you level four. No. The I mean, it's divisions. It doesn't really do jack shit anyway. It's a little bit, but yeah, it doesn't do that much. Yeah. Well, what happens then, Nathan? If if people are doing full clears, then vertical invades come more apparent, don't they? Because you can catch people off if they do three camp onto one side, like they. They do three camp one side, go into the other side. Yeah, I mean that, again, that depends on a lot of things, right? Because like, why I don't match up my priority. Like why I don't think it will go to full clear meta is because whenever I think of full clear meta, I always think that can only ever happen when the champs. It's not about the clear; it's about the champions. That's how I feel. Okay. So my my again, I don't really know much about jungle, but um, what I would say is, okay, say we're in a meta where like Lee Sin, like just just by stats and items and things like that, like Lee Sin. Um, you know, Nidalee, just champions that can actually do things maybe early or get in the enemy. So Kindred, things like that are strong. Um, full clear junglers can't ever really be a thing, even if it's more efficient to do a full clear because... No map impact. Yeah, no impact. Thing, and they'll yeah. just get invaded and stuff like yeah. that. So I, I always felt as though... Full yeah, like, like full clear champs were good because they were actually hard to invade. Like killing an Udia and like a Olaf and a Hecarim when it was sort of that... Thing. That was actually yeah, hard to actually do. hard to kill on Eve and stuff. You can eat to it. Yeah, exactly. You know that's what I mean? I'm saying. I won't yeah. just go blindly to a full clear. That's yeah, what I think anyway. I agree. I think I think the scuttle. Like I, to be honest, haven't really. I mean, I've been playing a lot of Rexai, right? right. Like, honestly, you don't really care about level four anyway, right? Yeah, Isn't it just no, level three? yeah I'm never going to care about level four anyway. So I'm like, I, um, yeah, I, I somewhat feel it's noise at the moment. Again, okay. I think it's like actually not that big of a change because because what I've seen in my coaching clients, just the the initial sessions that I've done, is that. The junglers are now just... It's just autopilot. Like, they've got such an ingrained habit that they're going to the scuttle and fighting over the scuttle. Yeah, they'll still do it. That, yeah. that, that having priority is still impactful. But I think over the next month, a month or two, as junglers start to realize that scuttle isn't that important, um, you won't see as many skirmishes in the river. That's my, my, what I think anyway. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I disagree again. I think that, that that will stay because 
you're gonna do something. You're gonna fight over something. People right. love fighting. You're gonna you know? invade raptors, like, 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 or you're gonna do something <laughs> anyway. If I've finished my camps, and I see this little next thing, even if it gives me one experience in gold, I'm probably gonna go and fight. For right. It, you know? Okay. So, so you're saying that it's like it can't hurt of having priority. It can't hurt if you're a mid laner. It's not gonna hurt to have priority. No. Right. No. So, Riot said that they they made this change is because they felt like too many games were coin flipped over the crowd. I would agree with that. that. And you think that's the case? I would agree with that because even if, let's just say, okay, this is what I think it will change yeah. specifically. Yeah. Say you've got two junglers pathing bot to top, right? You said Gray's doing, say Gray's on blue side, um, five camp top yep. side. Yeah. And then maybe you've got like a, a Hecarim or something on starting on blue. Hecarim wouldn't even do that, right? What was a jungler would do five camp up to top side from on red side? So that would send that would look like a blue grom yep. wolves raptors yeah. red. Yeah, who would right. do that? What sort of jungler would do that? Uh, Give me an example of one. Lee Sin do that? Yeah, Lee Sin would do something like that. Or could? Yeah. Shit, I don't know. That was pretty rare to be honest. You don't see that? Is that because the ch the champions that would do that wouldn't do raptors? Yeah. Okay. Regardless, yep. any adjunct, whether or not they've done five camp, four camp, doesn't matter. Let's just yep. say they've done, they skip, rap, uh, skip Raptors, whatever. Yep. Um, they meet on top side. They're both on top side of the map. Yeah. I think what will happen is that the jungler that is weaker on the top side, they're going to be more incentivized to say no rather than blindly wanting to coin flip the scuttle and go onto the other side or just not even go, just, just full clear, just continue to full clear top side, just reset, go back bot side or something like that. Like, I think that's what it's going to change rather than junglers feeling pressure. Like I got to get this scuttle. Otherwise if I get double scuttle, I'm done. Like they're going to feel less inclined. Yeah. Um, and you know, like taking a step back here, tying it back to Riot's direction. Look, I, and look, we're going to get flamed again in the comments by, you know, that guy saying, we're just, right I'm delusional about how much Riot, yeah. you know, all that crap about Riot, me yeah. protecting Riot. But okay, you got to give Riot props here, okay? Let's let's take a step back here. Think about some of the main complaints that the League community have made about solo queue. Number one, you just said one of them. Games are too coin flip over scuttles, and if you don't have prior for scuttle, you feel like you're it's hard to play the game, right? That's one of them. Another one, it's difficult to play mages. What do they do? They introduce crown. We'll get to that later on. Items. Um, you, you struggle against shields. Too many shields in the game. They added an item to deal with shields. Again, not we'll cover that. That didn't do it perfectly, but we'll cover that. Scuttle fights, we talked about that. FF in game, like you get behind in the early game and the game just feels over. What did they do? Added extra bounties to objectives. Differing more creative Comeback ways to get back in the game. Comeback mechanics. They've listened to many, many of the complaints and you can actually see the intention with what they're trying to do. They're trying to create... To, to make it such that there are many ways to win a game. It's not just over at 15. Like you don't want to FF at 15. They want to make it such that there are more combat mechanics. You don't have to coin flip a fight at, at a scuttle. Um, you know, like, like you, you, you can't, you don't have to play this fast paced style. You can play majors and play lane bully if you really want to. They're trying to spice things up a little bit. And I really respect the fuck out of Riot for doing this. Yes, it's not perfect, but you also got to think about it. This is a, what, how big, it's a billion dollar billions of dollars are being made every year off this game you can't just blindly make huge game changing things alterations to the game on a whim I mean these are pretty significant changes so again you've got to give them props I think would you agree with that? Um, well obviously now's the time to, to test these things right the right. pre-season 
Um, but yeah, I, I agree. They're definitely um, trying some interesting again, like like the the reasoning for the crab. Like that makes sense. To it me. makes sense. And I think it's I think it's like okay, well, you know, we find that a lot of games are getting, you know, I, I don't want to say exactly decided, but heavily influenced by the first crab. Yep. So let's try and make that maybe not as impactful. But then I'm also thinking, well, you know, you got to have things that are impactful in the game still, you know, because, you know, the the, the scared people, the consensus with the objective boundaries and stuff, it's like, well, what's the point of like an early game lead anymore? Well, let's talk about that, right? Let's let's go on to talk about um, objective bounties. Okay. So what are your concerns with the objective bounties? Let's start with that. Early game, especially this is like a flaw in effect. Early game junglers, early leads are less uh, are less useful. And you don't think that's healthy for the game? Absolutely not, no. no. And why is that? Oh, I mean, it could. I mean... Well, I mean, then it just more is going to move to like, you know, champs that are just better at just team fighting and stuff. All right. Let me play devil's advocate here. Okay. Number one. team fighting. I don't want to protect Riot. Obviously, (laughs) the objective bounties from a numbers perspective right now are not correct. They did hotfix it. And I think the times were weird as well. Even then after the hotfix, I think it's it's not optimal. Like they are, they're they're a little bit too dramatic right now. Like you, you can throw 12K gold leads. It's ridiculous. You should never be able to throw a 12K gold lead. But but again, what I if if done well, if they can manage the numbers and you know how you get the bounties and the, make it a lot more intricate and um, sophisticated, I think it will encourage people to to not give up and it will encourage people to find creative ways to trade objectives and get things done. A common thing you will see, right? And we see this all the time, in especially in the faster pace regions. If you're losing at 15 minutes you're just going to run it down mid and coin flip a team fight the team that it's behind again going to be less incentivized to do that and be like hmm, interesting okay we're, i get it we're really far behind even if we lose two towers topside we trade sides of the map you get one tower okay this is actually not as bad as what it used to be you know i might get one tower they get two towers but because we get the bounty as well oh, it's like we actually get a little bit for it so i think that if they can increase the sophistication of the bounties, make them a little bit more balanced, more intuitive, more creative. I think that the, the, the system fundamentally is really good. Like they said in the video, their intention wasn't to make it if you get really far ahead that you shouldn't win. It's more about there should be more creative comeback mechanics. But I think the issue here, if we're going to, again, just be a little bit more nuanced in our thinking... The, the reason this isn't well accepted by the league community is because it runs counter to everything that has happened. It runs counter to people's default response and habits ingrained in their solo queue experience. For example, the average solo queue play, if you think about every streamer, the consensus right now, if you get behind, is FF, get me out, right? FF, move on, yeah. go next, yeah. get me out. Yeah. That is now so deeply embedded as a cultural... That's just like a movement, right? Yep. FF15, get yep. me out. Yep. That even if the game isn't, quote-unquote, over, it's going to take a long time for people to get used to not FFing and actually trying to play the win the game and play from behind. Because we've said this time and time again, people are not good at playing from behind, not because it's difficult... But, so they give up. But because they give up mentally. Yeah, yeah. So I, th- I really love the direction in which they're trying to go. They're trying to... This is... 
I'm not even looking at this from like an in-game mechanic perspective. Just I'm, philosophy. I'm get, I'm looking at it from a what are Riot trying to do holistically mm. with the, the culture of the mm. game, which is what I love about many of these changes. They're trying to promote creativity or mental, um, uh, mental resolve and and staying in the game and being you know not just giving up. Mm. Do you see where I'm getting at? Yeah, I do. I agree. Yeah, I mean, everything maybe comes with, like, negatives as well, I guess, you know? And, and again, I am I'm afraid with... Especially, I saw a tweet, uh, I can't remember who it was, but one of the coaches in LCS was saying, mm. this just drags away incentive for people to make riskier plays in competitive when you're ahead. Okay. Do you think that's the thing, or that's over-exaggeration? I mean, but define risky. What is that? Like, again, get specific. Like, what do you mean? You're not getting specific. Like, like, you got to get specific because in my experience, when it comes to competitive play, a play is a play. Like, it's either a good play or it's not a good play. Yes, you can talk about risk, but but risk is hard to uh, determine. I guess it's like those mechanical outplay ones and stuff. But again, if anything, that, that encourages people to be more precise. Just again, playing devil's advocate to that. It's like, that encourages people to have to be very specific and very calculated. Like you can't just go for, yeah. Well, I think what people are saying is that we've seen that like in competitive, sometimes it just gets boring. I just don't think it can go that way because of the impact of objectives. Yeah. Like I think with the impact of how good souls are, right. And, and barons and elders, I don't think true. there is the balance of games can't ever get stalled out like that. That's just not the way the game works anymore. Yeah. Like back in the day, you could kind of do that, but I don't see it. I don't see it personally. There is in the mechanics where you can't just sit there and do nothing and wait for them to throw some bounties. I mean, that's just not going to work, right? I mean, again... Baron's very strong. Yeah, like these new drives yeah. and Dragon Souls, really good. I think what we're going to see is that we're just going to see more of an emphasis on objectives. That's it. It's just going to be even more of an emphasis on Dragons and Risk because you want to like... And Barons because you... Yeah. You don't want to allow them to get bounties and things like that. Yeah. You could have to be more disciplined. Yeah. So well then, well then that goes back. It's like well, early game junglers are all very good in this yeah. situation. So maybe. Well, you can't blindly play an early game jungler and piss away the early game by not stacking objectives and trying to push the pace of the game. Yeah. Which I like. Yeah. There should be a direct trade off of playing an early game jungler, because a lot of the time nowadays, before the bounties, you can play an early game jungler and you're never falling off. Like a Xin Zhao who, who gets four and zero in the early game. You're going to be super yeah, you're impactful. Strong, you're yeah. always strong yeah. no matter what. So I, I, I don't... And Lee Sin, all right? Lee Sin gets two kills in the other game. You're you're done. Like, you're so strong for the entirety of the game, basically. As long as you're competent with the champion. So I, I actually... Again, I just only ever see positives. Yes, what it is right now, not good. But I like the philosophy, the direction that they're trying... The, the, the message that they're trying to push. Because I'm the way I'm even... I'm viewing most of these changes. I think of, like, people in the boardroom... And they're not even looking like it's not like they blindly pick these introductions. Like, I don't think the, the the conversation they had was how can we make it more interesting. I think the conversation they had is they thought more holistically about the direction they want, like how they want people to view League of Legends as a game, mm. and then kind of reverse engineered these changes mm. while obviously listening to the community. And I think that's a much more intelligent way of bringing about change in anything whether it's a product or a service or you gotta like start high level instead of you start high level and think about what are we trying to create here and kind of go backwards so i think they've done a really excellent job personally yeah yeah, it's interesting maybe yeah maybe that's just like a narrative with uh just because gonna go back to full clear meta yeah i mean again i've been playing rexi and like it's still fun when is it ever like i still don't get that like i think again the entire theme is flexibility here yeah 
like the verse they're trying to create versatility sure there will be options where full clear jungles are going to work but i think they have more than enough counterplay yes you've got to be more disciplined there's more mistakes like you can't make it probably as many mistakes anymore but i like that if anything i think that's what makes league exciting mm. you've got to be on your on the ball 24 7 mm. you know get you you can't afford to doze off in lull states you've got to be that's that's what makes league fun it's fast paced it's go 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 that's right yeah I agree. I think that's the future of League. That's the way the game has to be. Yeah. It has to be more brutal. The game, because it's getting more solved, like, in a way. Everyone's good mechanically. Everyone kind of knows how to stack ways into a dive. Everyone knows what everyone, all the champs do yeah. and everything, mostly. If anything, the game being more brutal makes it more fun. So, look, at the end of the day, you can look at it from two different perspectives, but that's at least the way I interpret a lot of these changes. Yeah. Um, Do you want to move on to some of the... Is there any for jungle? Any significant items? Yeah, that- I mean, I guess we'll just play again. I'm, I'm not so, again. I still, you know, I still think we're, we're we're rocking and rolling. I mean, you know, like it's funny when you when you you play the new the new thing. You're like, wow, all these changes stuff. Right. Like, well, I'm still playing League of Legends. The fundamentals are still staying the same. Like I'm clearing efficiently. I still have six camps on the the, the map to clear. Um, the hex gates were sometimes you always fall past them. Yeah, you, you don't. Really, you don't. You kind of forget, forget about, about them yeah. all the time. Dude. Agreed. Um, Agreed. So, I don't know about you, but I'm really I. You know how we kind of go back to the heart, body, soul. Is yeah. it heart, body, soul? Heart, body, mind. Heart, body, mind. I'm I'm terrible at the um, like I don't get excited by theory crafting. That's yeah, not either. my thing. Yeah, I agree. So like I, in a way, when I'm doing this, I'm like kind of taking a step back. Everyone else, let all the people kind of theory craft what they want to theory craft. Yeah. Like I'm more feel oriented and like looking at like okay, I can kind of see the direction here. And I'm I, most of the most of the passion for me were mainly noise. I mean, but I do want to get into some of the mage items. Yep. Um, yeah, let's jump into the so that was a big. That's the crown. The mage items were big. So, I, the, so the crown is built every game credit. Why is that? Okay. So mage meta, it, it, I call it the mage meta revival. Yeah. Okay. Right. In yeah. a way. And now, look. Yeah. In saying this, I think they've done a good job because they buffed a lot of they buffed lethality items. Yeah. They bu- they buffed lethal tempo, which makes Yone and Yasuo really good. So some of the assassins are always going to be really good. Yep. But at the same time, they've obviously added. I mean, Everfrost got four hundred gold cheaper. Really cheap, super effective. Um, I think Everfrost is a very solid item at the moment, and I think yep. will largely dictate the meta. Yep. Crown. Um, I saw it and I thought it was going to be amazing, and it feel it was better than I expected. It's so good. In me- if you're versing good. melee comps, it's incredible. If you're yeah. a mage versing melee comps, you're unbelievably tanky. You can't it's die. Ridiculous. If you're very good, if you, it, it's bad against high range comps, but if you're versing a, a, like a melee comp, it's yeah. it's it's amazing. Is, um, is the item overtuned now? But the, the, the item's overtuned right now. Thank God. And it will get nerfed. There's yeah. no doubt. But the theory yeah. of it again is really good. It yeah. has a place. Yeah. That's what I love about it. It gives people flexibility. If they yeah. want utility, yeah. they can go Everfrost. They want pure damage. You've got Ludens, Tank Shred, Leandries, Peel, Defensive, Survivability, Crown. Crown should have the... You should build Crown because you can't play Orianna into Kha'Zix, Camille, and all this shit. You yeah. just can't. Yeah. So this needs to exist in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. They just need to alter maybe the numbers a little bit or maybe make it a touch more expensive or... Or maybe less damage. Because right now, it doesn't feel like you're losing much damage because the, the durability is insane. Yep. Um, so I think the item's incredibly good. Now, the one thing where I feel like there's two things that I don't like with the mage items. Number one, Shadow Flame. What's that one do? So Shadow Flame is the item where it's it, it kind of gives like it's 3,000 gold. It gives you AP, uh, HP, and flat magic pen. But the magic pen is based off, I think, a current HP... And as well, max HP as well as um, shields. So you have more magic pen towards people with targets with shields. 
So, like, obviously, you can see the theory. They're trying to get, incentivize you to build this when you're versing p- champions that have shields and stuff like that, building shield bow. Where I think it misses the mark is that no one's building it because people have shields. Yeah, no. It's not a, It's not intuitive. Yeah. And I like the way they're going. Like, this, should, this item should be around to mm. kind of counter shield stacking comps because AD champions have that. They mm. have Serpent's Fang. Mm. But AP champions don't. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I don't like the execution... But I like the idea. Um, and the item, what I don't like about it, it's, it's such an unintuitive item. So, for example, like, Magic Pen as a stat, it doesn't feel good to buy later in the game. It's one of those stats you want early on when people have very low base MR and when people can't really afford to build MR. And, and you get, a lot of time, it's, it's, it's a hard stat to get. You only get it from, like, a Luden's Mythic Passive. You get it from Sorks. Now... It you cost it costs three thousand gold to get magic pen, but if you're getting it as a second item by then, you people are probably going to build MR, and you might as well just get a void staff. So yes, I get it. This one obviously is you know you get HP, a lot of AP. It's a little bit different. I'm just not convinced. It just it, it feels non-intuitive to buy. It's like I don't want to buy magic pen that late in the game. Mm-hmm. I might as well just be either buy raw AP. Mm-hmm. Like a death cap or or, or buy a voice staff. Voice staff. I think someone did the math and I think voice staff is just still better or something. Yeah, like again, yeah. We'll, so we'll see. Again, I will, that it's obviously going to get changed. Yes. I don't think Riot really, that wasn't their intention. Yeah. I think they need to shift it a bit. But again, I, I, I think they missed the mark there. Yep. And I think the other one, the Doran's ring change made no sense to me. Oh, really? So what was that? Well, what they did is that like, okay, so the way Doran's worked before is that you got your resources off last hits. So if you got like perfect last hits with 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 the previous Dorans, you'd get about the same mana as you did with this one. But this one you got to hit the enemy to to proc it. But what I what what I don't get is that they kind of making it easier to execute but at the same time I don't get the identity of the item. Like what I liked about the other one, it made sense because you're focusing on farm, you're playing conservative, you want to elongate the lane phase. Then you had C-Pot, which was the counter to that. You want to burn through your resources and play fast. But now they're telling people to incentivize people to trade with Dorans to get your mana, which doesn't make sense to me. You've already got C-Pot for that. So I, I don't really get... This is the one thing that... Uh, the, the second thing that I, I don't get the intention... So when you say C-Pot, you mean to work Cropsy Pot, pot yeah. with the, the Biscuit? Yeah, thing. or you don't have to go Biscuit and Time Warp, but just C-Pot in general. Like it, yeah. it, It's for pushing the pet like you're gonna trade heavy you're gonna yeah. it makes sense it has an identity yeah. and Dorian's before had an identity it's yeah. like I can just last hit farm get my mana relax but they want you to trade but this one this one you're getting your mana you're being incentivized to, to trade onto the enemy to get your mana back or fire mana regen which doesn't make sense to me it's like what do you want from people building this item mm. I don't get it mm. like that already exists that already exists with three, C-Pot yeah. if you want people to heavy trade just get C-Pot so yeah. this either says to me that they're trying to weed out Corrupting port? They don't like corrupting port in the game. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. But to be honest, it's noise. It's noise. But I'm just saying from an intention standpoint, I yeah. don't really get what they're what they're getting at. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I think for the rest, and also I think cosmic drive is incredibly good. Yeah. Really, really, really good item. Yeah. Um. Across the board, it's, I think. I think. What type of chance would be built? That's a vital ways used to build. So there's it. two other items I want to talk about: cosmic drive and Sarah. So yeah. cosmic drive. Um. So cosmic drive is amazing. They change it completely from the old Cosmic Drive. Um, you pr- it's like a phase rush now. Um, and it, it, you get the movement speed for five seconds in combat. It's ages. You can just fucking zip around for ages. Um, it gives you ability haste, AP, um, HP, movement speed. It gives you everything. 
the a extra AP when you proc the passive. It does everything. So it's going to be a core second item on like every champ, every control mage essentially. I think it would be the, like, the best item. Even like Silas would just be like a really good second item. Um, it, you can't go wrong with building it essentially. The other item is... Uh, so this was a huge change actually, was they changed Archangels. So why this was massive is because most mages build tier for mana, right? Orianna, Syndra, Victor, most mages, even Ziggs, a lot of these champions built tier for mana. Where this makes a big difference is that they shifted that the passive doesn't give you AP based off, I think it's like max mana, you get ability haste. So a lot of these champions, they don't want ability haste. There's too much ability haste and they reduce the amount of damage you get from it. So champions like Ori, Syndra, Victor, they don't want Seraphs anymore. So either you just sit on tier just to get the base amount of mana and you just never upgrade it or, um, or you don't buy it at all and get mana other ways, which is kind of hard. So I think what we'll see is that but the champions that are really good with Seraphs are the ones that do, they benefit from the, 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 the passive on the Seraphs, which gives you health per mana spent, as well as the ability haste. So Rise and Cassio will pop off with yeah, Archangels. Oh, God, I hate that. So I think we'll kind of, I think those two champs will kind of definitely rise up in priority. Yep. And why they're also really, really good. Think yep. about why Cassio, these three, those two champs are so good. Yeah. Cosmic Drive, yeah. both of them are amazing with Cosmic Drive. Both are amazing with Seraphs and both of them, um, Everfrost buff for Rise. Yeah. And um, Crown is obviously really good on, on Cassio and, and, and as well. So like those two champs, I think, have insane item builds right now. Um, and so, and, and, and that's, that actually makes sense because Rise is always a champ that is based off items. Like Rise always comes back based oh, really? off items rather Got than it. like buffs of the champ yeah. itself. So I think we'll see a lot of Rise, Cassio. But on the flip side, again, underneath all this is obviously uh, Yone with Lethal Tempo um, being too way too strong because Lethal Tempo is ridiculous at the moment. Um, so yeah, that's all the stuff that I got, like major, major things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that just reminded me. So the tank, they tried to like make some changes to the tank items, like chem tank and the frost. Force of nature is good now. Yeah. That, that'd be, cause that, they added that on, but they knew rising Cassie were going to be strong. Oh uh, yeah. So they added force and nature. Force of nature is perfect. Yeah. Those, those are good against those champs. That's good. Yeah. Oh, something about like the Sunfire is just expensive and it's just like not that good, man. Like it just doesn't feel good to. Tank items are just weird, man. They are like I, I don't know what to <laughs> like. Uh, let's just say I, I can just say like I've, I've sort of been building it a bit. Um, I've been sort of like trying to pick up Udia and just trying to have this out with a yeah. full clear. You know, I was like, is that didn't back? they buff Chem Tank? Yeah, they. Well, they like they got rid of like the emulate thing, so like you don't do like the AOE anymore, but you like have like a dead man's on it, so you like charge it. That's up good, isn't it? And you smack it. Well, I mean. You charge up and you smack it. And you do like a little bit of damage. It just, <laughs> it's just like, it's just, they got to do something with the tank items, man. Like oh, tanks are awkward. It's awkward, isn't it? Because <sighs> sometimes they just get out of control. It's like right? the game is fade. It's, I don't really know how Riot are going to balance. I don't tanks. know either. I bet I would say they failed already. Dude. Like I just look at it and it's just like, no one wants to play tanks. No, no. <laughs> Cause tanks are either ridiculously overpowered. Yeah. Like, how do you find the middle ground? That's, it is hard. So, you know, they tried to make some changes, but, I mean, I, don't th I literally don't see the change. It will change anything, dude. Honestly, like, I hope. I hope Riot do. I hope they find a way. Dude, I, you know, that's. I mean, they've got some pretty like, smart people there. I, I know. You know, it's, it's tough, but yeah, they've missed the mark right now. I, I don't see anything happening. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's a bit disappointing for me. You know, I'd love to see some tank junglers back, and you know, like Skana. What about that Sedge? Isn't the item really good? Like the mana one. Well, I mean, the thing about. Junglers, they don't really go oom because of the jungle item. Like in the jungle, True, you're like, in the jungle, you get the mana. Like regen, I was right? trying to think, like there's not really any any champs that like. 
I mean, it is handy. I mean, I can't say it's, it's but it's like, it's, they need another kick, you know? Like, need something else, something creative. Yeah. Yeah, they need something. I don't know what it is either. Like, I think that mana item's good on, like, Hecarim. I think that there's, like, this Hecarim build. Right. I think it's really good. With. Right. Theoretically, it would be really good on Uda because Uda does spam stances. He does go Um. You know what they need to do? They need to find a way to make all the, the pre... Because you know how they thought of top as a tank role? Yeah. Like, initially. When yeah. you... Back in the day... Yeah. It was like a tank role. Maokai. Maokai, Orn. Scion. Yeah. Um, even Orn. Yeah. Like all these like ta- Chen, Ga- like even Garen in a way. It was all like kind of like tanky, big bruise. Like that's what they wanted. That's what I, I, I assume anyway. That's based off the way the game evolved. Mm. And then they started introducing bruises, which kind of worked well into tanks. And it's like this back and forth. But anyway, what they need to do is they need to find a way to make all of these tanks viable in the jungle. I just don't see how top is ever going to be a tank role mm. from now on. Mm. Based off the, the length of the lane and people know with plates, like I just, yes, I, I think Shen is kind of an outlier maybe. Like, but I think all these, these tanks like Maokai, Scion, you think that should have been the jungle? Um, Ga- you know, uh, what's the other one? Mundo. They all need to be junglers. Really think so. That's what I think they need to do. They need to say, screw it. Okay. These champs, they can't really function top anymore with the likes of Camille, Fiora, Darius, Aurelia, there's too many champs in top lane that just kind of like outshine. Because I don't, I don't see how both of them can be meta at the same time. Mm. I, I don't see how an Aurelia, Fiora, Camille can be in the game at the same time at equal viability as a tank. Yeah. So I, I don't see it at all. Yeah. So I, I think they need to find one. a creative way to make these junglers. Because jungle, in a way, suits... Like your tank. utility should come from the jungle. the jungle. I agree. Yeah, theoretically. Theoretically, I don't know how the hell they would do that. I mean, a lot of people would be angry about that. If that's where it came to. I mean, yeah. Then it, I still think that they should have like the Nili and Kindred. Yeah, and definitely. But there should be the option. There's not even an option to play really a tank jungle. No, it's not. Not really. Yeah. In solo queue. Yeah. But anyway, um, anything else you want to touch on before we move on? Um, that, and then there's that Lethalion that refreshes the cooldown. Oh, Axiom R. Yeah, like Nocturne. I've heard with Nocturne, it's pretty Nocturne, good. It's Have like, you played it? It's like a clip on YouTube. Uh, like this Nocturne's like ulting three times in like a minute or some shit. People try and build a first item. I don't think it's that good first item, but uh, it's definitely handy to have it a build for those. I've, I've seen it on Kha'Zix. Oh yeah, Kha'Zix, yeah. With stealth, really you like perma-stealth. Yeah. But yeah, I haven't tried it yet, personally. Yeah. So it's interesting. And again, I think that, yeah, again, I think a lot of it's noise. I mean, the game, you know, at the end of the, the day, if, the if you're sitting there like complaining about these things while you're this ELO, like you know, the fundamentals yep. are still there. Yep. You know, some things you got to adapt and... And it's going to be chaotic at the start. I, re- I, I made an article in my MLA about that. The, the first two months are going to be complete chaos. Yeah. Two, three months are going to be complete chaos. And then it will slowly and surely yep. balance out a little bit. Yeah, I want to quickly talk about that because uh, the people will be like, I don't want to play the game because it's like that. But like getting, like just play the game. I think it's really important for people to play in preseason. You know, like like I really don't want to hear that narrative where it's like, I, I've got all these messages already. People saying like, oh, people just aren't trying and stuff in solo queue. Like, I don't know what to play. Like, what should I play? Just play anything. I couldn't care what you're playing. Well, play okay. anything and then just play the game and just have a feel like, this hex deck, hex gate, like the new like runes, like first strike and stuff. Okay, let's let's you get a feel of playing against it, not playing with it. That's yeah, sort of I, I, I agree with that. But let's let's say two things. The message. This is what I say. I say number one: if you need a break and you're burnt, take a break. Yeah, of course. Like yeah. that's number one. Yeah. Like before we go, people to to play. If you tried really hard towards the end of the season and you 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 know you grinded for that last like a month to get that rank that you wanted to get, 
okay, it's okay to take a break if you really need to take a break. Um, and I, I've said to a few people, you need to take a break, dude. You've, you've gone hard the last three months. It's okay, dude. Mm. Come back in mm. two months mm. and we can work on that. But So for the people who do aren't burnt and they want to utilize the off-season, great. It's a great opportunity to get ahead, yeah. get a feel for the get meta. Get a feel for it, Get man. a feel. And the feel Cause, thing's cause spot what, on. What, what you'll do is you'll start seeing like, oh, it's interesting. Like, that feels pretty strong like to play against. And then because... You sort of like readjust like damage limits and all. like these crowns. Yeah, exactly. Thing, I gotta readjust. It changes your threat perception yeah. big time. Like like this guy's got this crown, like I can't one shot with like my Rexar combo yep. anymore. You know, it's like stuff like Well this. that guy's got Axiom Arc, I didn't factor that that, yeah. that ultimate cooldown in. I mean it's so I didn't factor in the cosmic drive phase rush, like passes. I mean there's so many different things. I think so there's two ways, two overarching ways you can use the off the preseason, okay? Number one. Like you said, get a feel. You play your same champs. Play, play yeah. around. Yep. Don't overcomplicate things. No. Just feel it out. Feel it out. Feel it out. What does this do? What does that do? Like you said, damage threat. How much damage does that person do? How much damage do I do? Durability. It's gonna take like a good few weeks to just get a feel for how everything goes, the pace of the game, everything. And that's a really great way to kind of get a head start. Of most people who aren't playing, you'll get a, you'll get a. You'll be more familiar with how things are going to interact. Your your skirmishing is going to be better than other people. Things like that. The second one is expanding your champion pool. And so what I would always recommend first is take the first week or two to just get familiar with the patch first before you actually start learning a champ. Yep. But it's a great time to learn the champ because obviously your rank... I mean, yeah, MMR changes a little bit, but you're not going to be as scared to kind of play at your, at your highest rank and play champions to get them fami get familiar with the champions so you can have them in your ranked pool for next season. It's a great opportunity to kind of play around, expand your pool. So when the season starts, you've got a well-defined pool and you're rock and rolling. So I that's what I'd recommend people. So most people in the MLA, they're either doing one or two things. They're just doing the feel thing or they're genuinely taking the time to expand their champion pool. Yep. Or, like or, or, or maybe shift one out, remove that one, add another one in, and this is it. So that's that's what I've been that's what I've been telling people to do. Yep, I think uh, now's the time to maybe maybe try and play. Uh, I have one guy who's learning mid lane in the preseason. Um, play a different role. Play me play completely. You can different learn a secondary. Style. Secondary could be a play yeah. for you, you know, if you want to have a like you know I made that support secondary. Yeah, I like that. Just you can maybe get better at your secondary role. Yep. Learn in on your secondary role for two months, and then when you then when you get back into the January comes around. You've got a great secondary champ now to play. You know, there's many ways to use it. But the feel's the most important thing. Yeah, like if you're saying, you know, you don't want to play the game because it's just chaotic. It's like, well, we, I think we need a bit more of a, of a reason, you know? It's like, what's Well, I get on? that. I mean, that's embedded in it. You, yeah. That's part of the playing in preseason. That's right. Welcome to preseason. So I saw a tweet because uh, everyone's been criticizing the game, saying you know it's game over with the objective bounties and the dragons. Everyone hates it, right? That's <laughs> okay. like just normal stuff, right? Uh, yep. And this guy um, said, after criticizing league for over ten years, quitting to play shooters and coming back, I can confidently say other games are just as broken and full of flaws. Grass is always greener on the other side, and if you play all day, you naturally find more bad than good. Um, then he said, League is actually good. And I can say this because after a long hiatus, I can't stop playing. Like I'm addicted in preseason out of all things. I thought this would be a good tweet to sort of, you know, get people sort of thinking, you know, it's like, you know, we, we sit there and we're going to criticize the preseason changes and riot as much as we want, but 
The games are still a good game, man. I get so many people come back, dude. You have no idea. Yeah, people I come get back. so many people who quit and they always they always come back. Mm-hmm. They just always come back. And there's a reason for that. Because the, even if even if they're not addicted, they just six months they played all these other games, they just come back to league. And the game is great. And it just really depends on you. And this is what I said. I'm going to go back to what I said. I think it was two episodes ago. If you abuse the game, if you abuse anything, it's That's not right. going to be good. Be Your bad. relationship with it is not going to be good. That's right. And I'm not saying it's perfect, but it's pretty bloody good. Compared to other games in the market Compared as well. to other games. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I, I like that. You know, I think that guy's got a good point. You know, you, we think that every game's other, every other game is perfect. Yeah, it's well, like League's just this bad game. Don't play it too toxic and stuff and say, well, other games have their issues as well. Everyone, yeah, every game has their issue. 100%, man. Well, I, I came from the Counter-Strike background. I thought Counter-Strike was a more toxic environment than, than League for sure. Mm. In a different way. It's toxic. And I think we had this discussion in the MLA. We're talking about how, like our gaming backgrounds and Counter-Strike is a very elitist, it was a very elitist game. It was like kind of more like cyberbullying. Like mm. I felt, I felt like I was a victim in Counter-Strike. Like I was bullied. But in League, you can always just kind of, you don't, you don't have to interact with other people. But yeah. in Counter-Strike, you just have to, yeah. if you want to go to a high level, you you got to play pugs and you got to be, it's like a community and it's like, it's so toxic. You can just get solid and get rank one all yeah. on your own. You could just be by yourself yeah. and mute all and play the game all the way to rank one if you really wanted to in yeah. League. But yeah. you can't do that mm. in Counter-Strike. Mm. You got to be a part of it. It's, and once you start to get very good at Counter-Strike, you you get like exiled. And if people call you a cheater in, in that game, mm. there's no way to defend yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So it's toxic as hell. So look, again, every game has its benefits and, and negatives. So yeah, I think that's a really good thing. Um, really good point. All right. Another thing, scouring the internet. So let's just scour the internet all day long. <laughs> um, there is a post on Reddit saying this guy did like an AMA and he said, I'm an Orn one trick who got Grandmaster on EU playing only Orn in an anti-tank meta. So he played the the last season only on top, and I think this is just great. Just going our narrative of champ mastery, how important that is. Like, you know, you know, we're sitting there complaining about tank items, and this guy's getting playing on of all champs in the top lane, getting incredible. destroyed by all these. You know, in in grandmaster in the US, you know, that's incredible, man. Um, <laughs> he says it was a rough journey for my mental, but I got it done. I'm really happy about that, it. I respect the hell out of that. I guy, agree. Man. That's I, awesome. I, that guy earned my respect. Yeah, I mean. And that's a great... I mean, EU's a really competitive server. Super competitive server. Everyone plays like Fiora, Camille, and all the... the, the Aurelia. Yeah. And he's found a way. Champ Mastery. Yep. You find a way to win the game. Yep. It's not going to be pretty, right? But he's all in on it. And if he can do that on Orn, what's the excuse? Mm-hmm. Being a one-trick as well, that's brutal. Mm-hmm. That's really, really... It's not like he had Shan and Orn, like other like maybe niche tank tops that he could have played. No, he went all in. Mm. So he said that, that he did... Um, would dodge certain games. Okay. Um, he I probably mean, knew unwinnable games. Yeah, won, but. He, he would know unwinnable games. Like, I mean, he had to deal with Vayne and Darius, right? Top lane. Right. So, you know, you'll be able to ban one, but then they'll pick the other. And then, you know, you and know he kind of knew thing. if it was like dodgeable or not. Yeah. Right. Um, so, yeah. So that was, he, he did, he did create his toolkit in a way. Like, this is how I'm going to climb with Orn specifically. But um, but still, I mean, he was still props have to, to him, man. Props Think to about him. that. Everyone complaining about how tanks are unplayable. Yeah. No one plays tanks at all, and he just goes up to get GM. I mean, props to him. And that, that's like the BBC mantra, right? That's the champ, champ master, master right there. Yeah. And imagine how good that guy would be. 
like like his mental and like the yeah. way he views the game. Yeah. Imagine how smart he would be holistically about the game. As a tank player, you would have to be really, really mm. switched on. Mm. I respect that, man. You can't run around just killing it. You have to choose when you go in. Your alt usage has to be perfect. Wow. That's not easy at all. And there's so many tools to deal with Ornold as well. Mm. It's like wind walls, thresh W's, bard alts. There's so much things. Man, just imagine watching that guy's games and that grind. He probably had an ugly as hell OPGG as oh, well. Oh, yeah, it would be horrible, yeah. would have been terrible. Yeah. would have been like a, It would have been the classic 52% win rate, I, yeah. I nearly guarantee you. Yeah. So props to him, man. That's it. I mean, if that's not enough motivation, there's no excuses. For champ mastery. I, um... We're reading uh, Meditations for the book club this yep. month. Yeah. And there was two things that I kind of wanted to highlight from the book that kind of... No, we're not going to get too in-depth here because we're doing a book club meeting later this week. But two things that really jumped out to me that I think we should share with the community here. Um, Some learnings. Yeah. So I'm going to read out this quote. And sometimes when you read a quote, you know how like... It's when you get a great analogy and it really resonates. Something clicks in your brain. You're like, wow, I never thought of it like that. This was one of those things where it just clicked and I just had to, I just sat there stunned and I was like, okay, this is good. I got it. changed. So here we go. To watch the courses of the stars as if you revolved with them, to keep constantly in mind how the elements alter into one another. Thoughts like this wash off the mud of life below. So to give you a little bit of context, basically what, you know, the way I interpret this anyway is, you know, I don't know if you've ever had this experience, Nathan, when you're walking at night and you kind of look up and you see stars at night and you're like, holy shit, man, I'm just the biggest, I'm just like, a, I'm, I'm like a grain of sand. Mm. I'm nothing. Mm. Like I'm this little monkey on this planet earth and there's trillions of planets out there. I'm nothing. Yep. And, and, and I, can't, I can honestly can't say the last time I uh, have walked around and right. uh, looking at the stars. Gotcha. Gotcha. But, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. So when you go, yeah, well, anyway, like I went, yeah, because I came home the other night when we went out on the weekend and yeah. I kind of walked home and I saw this star yeah. and, um, and then I read this on Sunday and it kind of connected and, and I'm like, I really get that. I mean, I resonate with that. And you look at it and you're like, holy shit, I'm just this little thing. I mean, we're doing this podcast right now, talking to probably like 2,000, 3,000 people. We're so insignificant, but in the, at the same time, this is not to say we're, <laughs> we're useless it's more to put it in perspective how insignificant your problems are. That's right. And to gain a little bit of perspective. Yep. And and I love what he says at the end. Thoughts like this wash off the mud of life below. And the way I interpret that is like we, we do all these very dirty activities, very like messy, like things that make us not feel good. And in solitude, that happens all the time, right? You might have to, someone might abuse you, you get a troll, you have a, a, a zero three block, you get unlucky, someone bans your champ away. Like we do these activities, these things happen to us, these events happen to us that make that like tying to this analogy, you're like mud, like you just stepped in like this dirty puddle, you got mud all up your leg on your shoes, you just shit all over you, right? And then like when you get a little bit of perspective and you kind of sit back after that zero three block and you kind of go for a walk or you kind of get out of your room and you're just there. And you think like this, you, you think more holistically about your journey or you think... I guess we use the word when we're talking about that, zooming out. Right, zooming out and thinking, okay, this is just one block in the grand scheme mean? of like... What is this conversation? What does conflict with this person mean in the grand scheme? Yeah, of I don't know this guy. He doesn't know me. Uh, he means nothing to me. 
he doesn't understand my journey. I don't have a relationship. I, this is not a meaningful conversation. Like you start to zoom out and you like to get contact with the scenario. And in a way that perspective, it washes off the mud. That's what allows you to, and if you don't zoom out and get perspective of the way this is, the book is by Marcus Aurelius. He was like a Roman emperor in like 300 AD or something. And that's what, that's what he did. He used perspective and the philosophy of Stoicism to wash off these thoughts wash off this mud off his mind or figuratively, you know, the mud on his shoes, you know, the dirt off his shoes. And I, and I love that so much. I think this is a really beautiful way of viewing these negative experiences we have in solo queue. If you don't take the time to wash off the mud and just blindly trudge through the shit, mm. it's going to get worse. It's, it's going to get, get worse, yeah. more mud, more shit's going to Because you're not washing it off. You're not washing yeah. it off. It's just building up. It yeah. builds up. It builds up. you got to take the sun to wash That's it off. That's what the 15 games a day looks like. Yep, spot on. If you were to tie that to an analogy, he's like rolling around the mud, dude. Yep. He hasn't taken the time to wash off and take and look at where all the potholes are, you know? you got to take... And, and I love this so much. So, you know, it's all about perspective. Zooming out. So this is a different way of thinking of it. It's the same message, just in, it's framed in a different way. Um, and the other thing, and I found this a few times. Now, look, I'm not going to say any names, but in the MLA, I've noticed there are some people that um, they're afraid to ask for help. Mm. Okay? Mm. And, and, and what I want to kind of like a public service announcement, don't be ashamed to need help. It's okay. Like league is a hard game. Life's hard. With we're not just you know to climb a league. You know, it's a journey. It's a it's a bloody hard journey. And we said how we looked at the stats, just how hard it is to get to yep. diamond, high diamond, and above. How you're literally the squid game type analogy. Yep. It's brutal. And this is what the Soul 2 and the MLA are for and the BBC. It's 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 okay. It's fun, man. You know, let's solve some problems. That's why I always say, what, what exciting problems do we have to look at but today? I, but I think some people from what I've, what I've seen, at least in the MLA, is like, I think there are people kind of lurking in the shadows and they, they, they're ashamed of it. They're ashamed of struggling or mm. they're ashamed of needing help. Maybe they don't want to ask the basic questions or they don't want to kind of expose themselves. Mm. They're not willing to ask them the t- ask themselves or, or go have those tough conversations, and it's sad to see. Because I, like I, I mean, I can only help them if they want to get helped. I can't go out That's of my way. Right, no, like yeah. you know, yeah. I'm here to help you if you want help. I'm here if you need. But me. I can't do that. And I, I think there's a lot of people out there that they feel like they have to do it alone. Mm. They feel like they have to. They need that. The like they, if they can't get it by themselves, they're they're stupid or like. No, that's not the case. Like league is so, so, so hard. And what you're doing, even going from platinum to diamond is incredibly hard. Mm. And so I just more of like a public service announcement. Don't be afraid to ask for help. You know, and Nathan and I have had many, many times in our league journey where we're up shit creek and we've been playing the game for 10 years, you know, like, And we we do this all day for a living. Like imagine for people that are casually playing, have full-time jobs, relationships, marriages, and they're kind of grinding the solo queue ladder. Of course you're going to need help. You're going to need help. So don't be afraid to ask for help. It's okay. And like, it's okay to be broken in a way as well. It's okay to be broken. Welcome to how many times are you going to be broken in your solo queue journey every year? Everyone's going to get broken at some point. It's it's okay to be vulnerable in a way. So, um, yeah, just kind of like a little public service announcement, you know. 
Yep, I like it. I think I need to clarify that with my community as well, you know? Uh, get solve some exciting problems. Yeah. Oh, I love reviewing games. Just looking at some problems with gameplay. Yeah, it's some, getting specific. Lots of tempo. No, but even then, it's like, if you feel as though it's a stage three type issue, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, we can break that down. We're like, okay, we can talk about your stage three issue if you, if you feel as though this is something that's persistent. Because I'm getting to the point with, with, with um, one of my clients, 610, for example, you know, he's trying to go pro, he's putting in the work, grinds, but there's a, there's a, there's a stage three type issue that's preventing him from going to that next level. Yeah. It's not about like, he knows the, the mistakes he's making. Yeah. It's not about game knowledge anymore. Execution. It's literally, he can't maintain his focus in the game. Mm. He actively can't control his dopamine. He's making a, like, he's going for that. He's got to go for that fight yeah. when he knows that he doesn't have to. It's yeah. bad. It's a bad play. Yep. And this is a problem. We've got to figure it out. That and takes a long time to chip away at, by the way, as well. And, and you know what? If I never called him out of that, yeah. he's going to continue to grind for another... He, and he played, like I think, 3,000 games last season. Yeah. He's going to do that again. He could be stuck. So that's an ingrained habit right there. It's an ingrained habit. Yeah. It's going to take us thousands of games to unbreak it, but we've got to start now. We're in the preseason. I told him, like, if you don't get if you don't get high child next year, like, just give up, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. he's got to... He's got to this he, is it. This is his last chance. This is his last chance, man. And if I'm and and sometimes I feel like what you you gotta you gotta want me to help you, dude. You gotta you gotta help me here. I'm not there to review every single one of your games. Let's let's make it work. Let's make it. You know, again, don't be afraid to ask for help, even if it is some fucked up stage for issue, because league's not simple. Love it. Big fan of that, Curtis. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to touch on? Um. Uh, there was a thought I, I we had one guy in our ranked achievements channel I forgot his name but he never types in the discord in our salty he's been in salty for like six seven months yeah and he just said oh I've just been watching all the reviews chipping away and just reading the conversations and he's, he's he achieved his goal I think it was like high plat or something that's or awesome diamond. and I was like oh that's interesting you know <laughs> you get those yeah. it's interesting isn't it you get these people that actually don't get coaching but they watch all the vods yeah yeah I have a few of them and they pop out of nowhere and they get this like result. Like, oh, great. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Using the resources. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's the first, that's what I was thinking when they, you know, let's like, I mean, he sort of, I mean, I wasn't helping. He didn't ask for my help specifically, but he still was like consuming the content. Right. You know? Got you. But I, again, I was sort of wondering like, why, you know, why would he not? Why would he not go out his way? Game, you know, like, especially if he's that invested, you know? Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? I, I've had a few people that are afraid to get reviews because it's in front of other people. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, that's fair enough. Maybe. Yeah. But I don't know. I like, like, try and make it exciting. Yeah. Get to know each other and stuff. It's like a community. I ask for like, like in a lot of my sessions, I, I get other people to like to chip in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I ask that? all the time. I'm 100%. I would yeah. say like, because I know. Especially like, one tricks and yeah, stuff. I'll yeah. I'll ask like, if I have a cat player and I'm reviewing cat player in the, on the other call, I'll say, oh, like, you know, fake cash. What do you think of that? Or Valk, what do you think of this? Yeah. Yeah. I got like Jesse it's for great. Zach and um, Graves and Talent players and Hecker. It's like players. a helpful. It's like so oh, much. Yeah. So helpful. Yeah, then I don't need. I don't need to play a thousand games with the champions. Yeah, you know? exactly. So as a community, use it. As you use it, yeah, spot on. All right, anything else, Curtis? Should we jump in mailbag? I think we jump into mailbag, man. Away we go. Alrighty then, first question here is from Thomas. The title of this email is Adding Jungle Champ to Pool. Finally got a question for me. Hi Curtis and Nathan, hello from Newcastle, New South Wales, oh, wow. fellow Aussie. Oceanic Aussie. 
Love the podcast. I've only been listening for a few months, but planning on listening for many more. First point. You mentioned when discussing the pros and cons of private profiles that not being able to check if someone on your team is trolling isn't really a downside because the enemy team can't check either. So the net effect is 50-50 in the long run. Actually, the odds are better than 50-50. Consider this. There are nine random players in each game you play, four on your team and five on the enemy team. If someone is trolling, there's actually a five in nine or 56% chance that they're on the enemy team. It's the same for any complaints people have about their teammates. You only have four teammates, but you have five opponents. So whatever your complaint is, it's more likely that the enemy team will suffer it in the long run. This always gives me some peace of mind when someone on my team goes AFK or something. You might find this line of logic useful to point out if you hear people complain about their teammates. That's an excellent mm, point. Great point. I've never thought of it that way. <laughs> I, guess, I guess I don't think of it Maths. that way. Because sometimes I feel like I'm that one that's trolling on the team. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just losing games to my team dude. all the time. I'm the troll. You know? Like, I mean, I'm not like, not in the way that he's nah, saying. not in the way he's describing. But no, I mean, like, I, I lose a lot of games. Yeah, but if we're talking about straight trolls, 100%. Like, yeah. you know, I would say we would experience it less than other people. Yep. Second point, so this is a question. I'd like to learn a second jungle champ, but I'm not sure which direction to go. I've basically been one trick in Rek'Sai since earlier this year, and I was wondering whether to pick up a champ similar to Rek'Sai or different. Often we have a team comp which is all AD and no tanks, and I feel like it would be useful to pick an AP tank. What am I more likely to win though? with, though? A champion whose playstyle I'm familiar with, or an AP tank that fits the comp better? And then, uh, if I do pick another champ that's like Rek'Sai, wouldn't I just be better off playing Rek'Sai instead? Maybe there are AP tanks with playstyles not dissimilar to Rek'Sai. Hecarim, or maybe I just try a bunch of chance and pick the one I like. Struggling to see the pros and cons. So if I'm going to answer the first question, what am I more likely to win with? A champ whose playstyle is similar to Rek'Sai or an AP tank that fits the comp better? I mean, the obvious answer is a similar champ. But then now the question is, you know, why play that champ if you could just play Rek'Sai, which is a great question. Um, hmm. Why couldn't you just have the AP equivalent of Rek'Sai, like an Elise? Yeah. Like the advice I always give, man, is like, you you want to have a solid player identity. Hmm. If you like playing early game gank oriented junglers, then just pick another one that fits in that that niche. Elise, Gragas, Talia. Elise, yep. I mean, what Talia, else? really? Yeah, I have some people that play Talia. I think Talia's still fine. I never see that champ. That champ's so hard as well. Yeah, it's very hard. I would not recommend that. I would depend more. I mean, that's a hard ass champ. Dude, he's but playing. I think Gragas and, and Elise make a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, is there anyone else I'm missing? Not Echo. Not really the same. Yeah, Echo's not the same. At I'd all. say Elise and Gragas are great. Yeah. But that's similar identity, right? Early gank or into junglers, provided a little bit more utility. Because then you would pick it in the comp that you, when you have AD mid, for example, um, well, you don't want, a full AD comp, but you don't want to play Rek'Sai. Yeah. Well, I mean, full AD comps are very good with like Zach, Nunu, um, Sejuani. Yeah, but you can learn that later on. Mm. Like, I feel like it'd be way better for him to all in on his identity, right? Yeah. Like, you get really... Well, if, if he got really good at that style... Like, he'd be better off for the long run. I agree. Yeah. He asked about Hecarim, but yeah, I mean, Hecarim's obviously got a lot different. It's just a different style. Yeah. 
That's what I. I mean, that's what I would. Re- I'm not a jungler, so I don't know. But that's what I would recommend. Um. Yep. Does that answer his question? I think that. That didn't answer his question. Yep. Uh. All right. Moving on here. Uh. This one's from Caleb. Questions from a newcomer. I've recently discovered your channel by an amazing girl who edits for you. Wonder who that is. She sent me a, a link and I started to watch your videos again and again and I enjoy it so much. Wait, who? Is she real? It must be, yeah. I mean, who else? Oh, nice. Does, does Francine. Yeah. Oh, shout out to Francine. Uh, therefore, I got a question for you guys. I'm a jungle main who never uses Flash, but I pick Ignite instead and I main Karzix. But I also play Kane and Nocturne, full lethality Nocturne. During this season, it took me 500 games to get out of plat and about a lot of diamond promos. But once I got diamond, I became so much better playing confidently to even reaching diamond 180 LP uh, a month after getting diamond 4. But then I started to lose. First, I demoted to diamond 2, got stuck there for about 30 games, and I went back to D1, then I dropped to D4. I got so disgusted. I don't know what happened to me, but I just became pure sack of toxicity and madness. <laughs> Since season ended, I didn't get to use your videos about managing emotions yet, but my question is, did I climb by luck? Do I belong in Diamond 4? Thanks in advance and have a nice day. Um, I mean, there could have been some element of a, of a win streak, maybe like a win streak from Diamond 4 to D1. I mean, that's a pretty big jump. I don't think you get that But that's lucky. a load really lucky, yeah. yeah. You probably got to that level of play, yeah, man. and then you probably and just made yourself if worse. If he's bouncing between D one and D two, he's one hundred percent that level. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to ever get back to D one. I think he's in D four at the moment. But he went from so, but he said he went from all the way to D four to D one. Yeah. Then he dropped to D two. Yep. But then he went back to D one, right? He kind of bounced between yep, D one and then now yeah. he's back in D four. I mean, look. I think, again, that's just the classic plateau scenario. Diamond is very difficult to get. Diamond 2, like, no, Diamond 2 to Master Tier is one yeah. of the hardest yeah. LP, like, breakpoints you will ever experience. Yeah. What what people will do is, is that they will self he self-sabotages now, so he's actually worse. Yeah. yeah. Dude, okay, so let's, let's talk about this. Uh, maybe we haven't gone specifically in depth on this topic, okay. but we should. Yeah. Why is D, like let's go on, talk about why D two to Master Tier is one of the hardest yep. ranks to for the, when you climb in the first time yep. to get over. Yeah, I think number one egos everywhere. Di- yep. High diamond is yep. is unbelievable. That's right. So this is I'm gonna this is dead set right. So when I play on my second account, um, just for like learning champs and dicking around. Um, it's like it's like high diamond MMR, right? So I play in usually D one, maybe sometimes low master, but D two, D one games. The 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 people, the players in that rank, their expectations of their teammates are higher than high challenger players. Mm. Think of it like that. Mm. Their expectations. Mm. This is no. This is not even an exaggeration. What they expect from their teammates is way, way, way higher than a challenger. It's incredible to me. You can't. You can in, in these players, in their in their mind. I'm not saying everyone, but a, a large majority of them, because they've made it to high diamond, they're probably the, the highest in their friendship group. They think they're flawless players, getting trolled by everyone. Their egos are through the roof, and if you make a single mistake, you are trash. Mm. But in challenger, it's like it's like a mutual respect in a way, kind of like it's like okay, if he's here. Like I make so many mistakes on my challenger account. Like even when I was like rank 11 and no one really talks about it. It's like, 
because it's like you're there you have to be you're good mm, mm. but in diamond it's like there's like a there's like a disrespect for some reason everyone's every diamond one player is better than the other diamond one player i don't know what it is but there's some weird ego it's a weird dynamic there's a very strange dynamic going on in high diamond the second thing is that when there's a huge amount of like ranked anxiety for people trying to climb to Master Tier. Like yeah. they view Master Tier as like the sacred holy land. Yeah. So and if they get to Master, they drop back instantly. Well, no, well. even when they're high diamond, they're in their promos, they're shitting themselves. Yeah, like it's it's, it's like the it's like the you know, the biggest moment in existence of the entire history. <laughs> you know, this is it, you know? <laughs> We're gonna make it. Like live or die type yeah. thing. So people play worse when they're high diamond because they're so nervous. And if you pop with a low master tier player, they're shitting themselves like, oh my God, there's a master tier player. Like it's scary. So there's a whole lot of anxiety, uh, you know, a, a lot of weird type of decisions stemming from no one's expressing their best self. Um, and I would also say there is a genuine skill gap in a way from like, you know, 50 LP master to like high diamond. Like there is a genuine skill gap. There's concepts that people kind of need to wrestle with and get better at. That only it only happens when you put your ego aside and you actually look at your get into the details, and kind of just get better. Um, but because the egos are so high and there's so much ranked anxieties, everyone's focused on the LP. People are allergic to get into the details more so than any other rank at that specific LP break. So, what happened to you? What was his name again? Caleb. Caleb. So. Likely what's happened, man, you got there, you obviously um, climbed all the way to D1, and then um, you... He says he became a pure sack of toxicism. He, he like, got yeah. sucked into it. He got it. sucked into it. He got yeah. sucked into the D1 culture. Yeah. And and, and so what you got to do, dude, you got to take a step everyone's back. thinking about just getting, just getting master. But, like, you, your mindset needs to be, how can I become a challenger-level player? How and do I like, get... It's like... Because it then that yeah. will just rocket. Like, you, you, spot on. You, you lose the perception because everyone's just trying to get that one win. Everyone's trying to get to zero LP master. No yeah. one's trying to get to GM. Yeah. So, if, if you're, so, so think of it as, like, you're not getting to master. Like, you're not stopping at master. Like, even if that wasn't your... You should trick yourself into you thinking... You trick yourself, yeah. Trick yourself into thinking that master is just, like, the one little stop along the way. It's like one little petrol station along the way. You're getting to your, your location. That's what it is. Yeah. So, um, but if the petrol station is a destination, then like, you know, you're going to be setting up shop there, you know, and like people are going to be driving past. You, you know what analogy to describe this? If anyone has ran on a treadmill, right? When you say you mm. have a goal, right? Mm. And in your treadmill, you're like, I'm not going to stop until I get to like, you know, 10 Ks mm. at like f the 5 K mark. Like you're not even close. Even if you're tired, you're kind of just going to keep on going. But if you set your, if your goal was the 5k mark, a lot of the time you actually give up. And so what I, when I was, when I used to run a lot on the treadmill at my gym, I would always find that when I set the goal higher and I could see the number ticking down. Where you're at becomes easier. Where I'm at becomes easier mentally. And so I would push above it. So that's like the perfect example. Running is, I feel like the perfect analogy for that because mm. it's incredible. Mm. It's just so different. Mm. It's like, well... You see it timing down. It's even with reps at the gym. If you count down, like let's just say um, you're not counting, you'll do less than if you count to 10. Like if you're actually going to do 10, mm. you count it down, you'll like, you'll kind of push it out. Mm. So um, I think, he, yeah, you're, you're spot on, Nathan. You want to think higher than master. You want to mute all. That's a, that's a rank where you've got to mute all. Really? Okay, yeah. I spoke to Marzion about that, who recently got his climb to master at the end of the season. Muting all was a big one for him. Mm. Um, I think what he did, he muted all 
even pings muted until D2. Then he unmuted pings at D2. And then he muted pings based off if anyone abused the pings. Um, and then he needs to, you've got to get into the details because you're plateaued, man. There's obviously something that's missing there that you're not doing right that you will only see if you get into the details in your review. You've got to hold yourself to a high standard. Um, but again, in order to do that, you've got to put your ego aside. Um, but he, you're, you're right, Nathan. He fell into the trap. Yep. And that, he got that, pulled that, in. That. Got, it's like, what's that, what's that analogy that's saying where it's like the crabs coming out of a bucket? It's like the same. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta search this. Give me one sec, Nathan. Okay. Should I jump into the next question or? Yeah, you can, you can, you? yeah, cra- yeah. Right, you can tell us the analogy after. Yeah. All right. So the next question is from Jonathan. The title of this email is second account and off season practice. Hey guys, I reached my rank goal of plat two this season and I'm using the off season to practice my new LeBlanc pick for next season. I also want to improve my secondary role as well. The problem is about my account. I have two other accounts. One is around bronze and the other is silver three or something. My silver account has a lot of skins on it. It used to be my main back in the day. I want to get that account up to maybe around plat four so I can have a second account to practice on in the off season. The problem is I don't really want to play 100 plus games in silver and low gold to rank it up. So it sounds like he's like already a platinum level player. Yeah, so he's platinum. Yeah, he did say he's got so he's platinum. platinum and he has a silver smurf. Yeah, that's like bronze MMR, I think, okay. or something. Uh, the games in silver are quite honestly easy, and I feel like if I played that much in low elo, I would pick up bad habits. Not to mention it would be kind of a waste of time. One idea I had was to buy a boost to get it up to plat 4, but I don't really know how to feel about that. I already hit plat 2 playing completely solo. So I wouldn't be getting boosted, but I still know it's uh, bad and all. Um, you know, ruining other people's games, that sort of stuff. Otherwise, I really don't know what to become, what to do, because obviously learning new champs on the main account is a recipe for disaster. Any ideas what I should do? Wait, so you're saying he wants a second account to learn champions? Yeah, so a second account for off-season practice to learn LeBlanc, and he can't play on his main. And So he- what's wrong with playing it on the second account? Because it's he feels too like easy. he'll pick up bad habits. When you're learning habits. a champ, you're not learning the game, so yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, I agree. So it, it's literally negligible. Yeah. Um, when you're learning a champion, you, say your, your first 30, 40 games, either, yes, either it's going to be too easy in which you're going to get better at killing the Nexus with the champ, or you're going to learn all the combos, get better at them. You know, you're not going to get worse because you're not actually playing at your level regardless. As long as you're not playing at your level on your main champ, you'll be fine. Mm. So don't overcomplicate it. The second account is completely fine. Yeah, you probably maybe you are a silver or gold. Yeah, you probably yeah, you probably are a <laughs> yeah. gold fall LeBlanc. Anyway, I don't even think the gap will be that large. Yeah. So you won't learn bad habits. Trust me. Yeah. Um, with the amount of games you're playing in there, if you really are that much better than your opponents, then you'll you'll be you'll be out of that rank so quick it won't even matter. Yep. If anything, it's probably good practice. You're playing a second champ, so and you shouldn't have to play that much. On that ch- on that champ, like you should only be playing like thirty games before you're playing it onto your main. Yeah. So I think Jonathan, I think you're maybe making a problem out of nothing. I think yeah. maybe overcomplicating yeah. things a bit. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, I'll just play on that account and uh. Yep. Learn LeBlanc on that second account and get it higher. Just going back, Nathan, to Caleb about the, the oh, crab in a barrel. Yeah. So basically, the crab mentality, also known as crabs in a bucket, also barrel, basket, or pot mentality is a way of thinking best described by the phrase, if I can't have it, neither can you. 
While any one of the crabs could easily escape, its efforts will be undermined by others, ensuring the group's collective demise. There you go. That's so like diamond. they pull yeah. each other. They That's pull right. each other down. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Because no no crabs will get out of the barrel. They yeah. just stepping on each other and all pulling each other out. Yeah. Pulling each other down. And that's why the way I think of High Diamond. Mm. Everyone's sabotage everyone's self-sabotaging because no no one wants to take responsibility. So it's like if I if I'm gonna lose this game, you're gonna you know, you're that's gonna right. come down with me type thing. Yeah. If I'm not gonna be the one that carries, you're coming down with me type yep. thing. It's literally that. Yep. Diamond one, it's it's brutal. It really is brutal. All right, what's the end of mailbag today? Is that it? That's no, it. No more? No more. Okay. Um Book club still rock and rolling. If anyone's interested, um, any other announcements, things? Just keep chugging along, keep, keep chugging playing along. the game, getting the feel for the preseason changes. The question we answer is how can we be as prepared as possible when season 12 comes in January? Yep, we shouldn't be learning champions at the beginning of the season. Correct. You want to maximize your time with your champion pool. Absolutely. Excellent. Good work, everyone. Good work. Keep at it. We'll see you next time.